Hey, from 420SF Studio, this is the Sloppy Pod, the leader in the unpolished podcast. Coming to you from the great Pacific Northwest, uh, Lakewood, Washington. (laughs) Oh, man. Here we are. Here we are once again. It is Friday, uh, May 21st, 2021, uh, episode 76. Uh, uh, so I guess this would be the spirit of 76. Whatever. Um, welcome and uh, thank you for coming or however you responded. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing? No, how are you doing? Uh, look, I wouldn't ask if I didn't care, okay? I uh, hope you're doing well. Um, me? Uh, please. I'm, thank you for asking. Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, I'm a bit over this whole throat thing, the, um, <clears throat> uh, not being able to swallow as, as well as I can. Uh, yeah, the eating and taking my meds is becoming a task. I mean, it really is. The, uh, I mean, it slowed me down as far as eating, um, you know. But, so I had the endoscopy on Tuesday, okay? Uh, that entails them going with a scope down the, the, down the esophagus and down into the, down into the entrails, I believe, um, looking for any signs of growth uh, or whatever, tumors or what you know, polyps. Um, and I don't know what they're gonna find. I hope they find nothing. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, the first thing I I thought of. When I started getting the raspiness and everything, I thought of Peter Jennings. Remember the ABC <clears throat> ABC News, uh, World News Tonight? He started getting the raspiness, and uh, his was lung cancer, you know, God rest his soul. <clears throat> and I don't anticipate that being anything like that. I did Google esophageal cancer, Okay, um, I have everything on the hit list <coughs> except for the, uh, the, the, the one symptom I do not have is, uh, weight loss without trying. <laughs> uh, <coughs> I have lost, uh, six pounds, but. I think, I think it's from slowing down my eating habits, um, cause dude, I used to, I used to blaze on some food, and it slowed me way down, um, so yeah, uh, but all the other symptoms are there, the raspiness, uh, the, um, oh, what was it, um, uh, the, the hoarseness, uh, 
what is it? Well, you know, there were there were symptoms. Uh, not being able to swallow is one. Um, and, you know, things like that. But again, the weight loss, you know, come on. So far, so good. So, you know, we'll just have to see what the uh, endoscopy reveals, okay? <clears throat> um, so I guess you could say that that's physical health, okay? Uh, mental health, mentally speaking, I, uh, I feel pretty good. I, you know, I, I don't have any, um, well, I, I'm sure I've got quirks. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I feel pretty good all in all, okay? Um, <laughs> for me, uh, being centered, uh, living in the present moment, and not worrying about things from yesterday or looking into the future, wondering what's going to happen. I stay out of the news headlines. Um, I don't read it. Uh, but I will... I mean, I read these uh, generalized news stories, okay? And these are the stories that I'm going to bring to you momentarily. Well, it's going to be a bit... Um, let me tell you what we're going to do. Uh, so it is May, and uh, May is, again, uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up at least once uh, this month. I think we may have touched on it um, a couple times. Um, but it's important to, um, to be... <sighs> To be out there with it and, you know, let people know that it's nothing to be ashamed of whether you go seek therapy or otherwise. Um, to learn about uh, mental health and to be aware of how you're feeling uh, up there, up, you know, in the, in the head, between the ears, you know. Uh... <laughs> There, there have been times where I used to lie asleep at night. I'm lie asleep. I mean, <laughs> lie awake at night before sleep. Okay, uh, and I would just be, I'd just be thinking of stuff uh, of what I should have done differently in my life and didn't pursue things, uh, what could I have done in this case or that case, or, you know, things that my parents may have told me that were not good, you know, all the stuff rattling around, um, and for the most part, I went through therapy, I dealt with some of it, most of it, but it's come back and I need to get back into therapy, but in, until then, you know, I'll, I'll, handle what you know whatever comes my way and uh keep moving on and i hope you're doing the same so uh again um if i hadn't already if i hadn't already mentioned it uh my brother is going to join us here momentarily and we're going to touch on a few uh, uh facets of mental health and uh, our own experiences with it uh it, 
I'm going to go ahead and let him do most of the talking because I really, you know, he has at least the associate's degree in psychology. I have nada. I just have personal experience. Uh, I like to say that I have 98.6 degree. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, we're going to uh, <coughs> we're going to take a quick break, uh, and when we come back, we will hear from my bro. Uh, but until then, just a quick word about Ensure Salsa. We'll be right back. All right, look. I have what I call a healthy obsession with Ancera Salsa. It's the only salsa that I have found I can taste every ingredient. From the tomato, the onion, the fresh jalapeno, the cilantro. Dude, it's all in there and more. Head on over to AnceraSalsa.com and choose from their five amazing flavors. You got the mild, you got the hot, six-pack, habanero, and green sauce. Oh, yeah. Get on over there now, and when you enter the promo code SLOPPYPOD, that's all uppercase, all one word, you'll receive 25% off your entire order. So, let's get sloppy and stock up, fill the shelves. Let's do it now. All right, folks, welcome back to the 420SF studio, the Sloppy Pod. And as promised, I have my brother Terry on the line. Uh, it is uh, uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, and we thought we'd kind of cover that. Um, so we're going to discuss a little bit about mental health awareness. So what you and I were talking about earlier, I remember, I remember there was an episode of the Sopranos, when he he was talking to Melfi about something, and he said, it, and she said, it goes back to your childhood. It goes back to your to your relationship with your mother. And he got all pissed off, and he said, does everything that's wrong with me go back to my childhood and to my mother? <laughs> he said, and she said, yes, basically it does. And so we were just talking about how some of the the flawed thinking and flawed perceptions of ourselves and just the general, the world around us, that, that springs from our childhood. It's not just, and, and we're no different than anybody else. I mean, there may be people listening that have had, that had emotionally present parents and had upbringings that were, quote, more normal or more, you know, more healthy than we did. But, but the negative stuff that we drag around, a lot of that stuff comes from from childhood, the foundational stuff is laid in childhood. What we're, you know, what we kind of think of ourselves and where we fit into the world, if we feel we're worthy of love or of giving love, just just the basic basic stuff. If we're driven by fear, if you feel if you have a, a very safe childhood growing up, where you <laughs> you know you're not you're not being threatened or anything, and there's not a lot of fear around, you're going to have a much different life growing up than someone who might have a parent that's that's absent either emotionally 
because of whatever their issues are or because of chemical issues or, or other things, it's going to be a lot different. If you're constantly having to take care of yourself to make sure that yourself, you're safe on your own. Um, but unless, unless that's addressed at some point in your life, you drag it around and the coping mechanisms that you learned as a kid to get by, just drag those into adolescence. Right. You know, you, you continue to refine them as, as you get a little bit older, but you, you never, it, it, it just changes. And you've got, you got a full set of, of, of working coping mechanisms, but as you get older, they turn into neuroses. Right. And a lot of them are healthy, healthy coping mechanisms. And what, what, what our parents went through, they went through the same with their parents. It, it goes all the way back. Generational. It's not you parent as you were parented, right? And not 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 exactly. There's here the the paradigm that usually is. Um, you'll either swear that you'll be nothing like them, and you'll go to the complete opposite, <laughs> um, or or you'll take on a lot of a lot of the old stuff because you simply have no other. There's no other framework that you're that you know about, right? Um, and a lot of times it's a little bit of both. I mean, there was, you know, there was physical punishment and stuff when we were young. I swore that I would never do that with my kids. The bells. And I did. I, I never, yeah, I never, I never did the heavy, you know, the use of the belt and the stuff like that. I never did that with my kids. And, and the shaming. But, but, I, but I found out, but I discovered that the, the yellowing, the yelling and bellowing and stuff like that. I found out I was doing that, you know, and caught myself doing that. I was like, shit. I'm doing the same shit he did. Well, yeah, and we... And that's, why, that's part of why I got into recovery 10 years ago, because I, I knew that I had a lot of issues to resolve. I had a lot of anger issues that right. I needed to, to deal with. And I had a lot of stuff that I had to deal with with my mom's alcoholism. And, uh, you know, 10 years in and, and, and eight years of... I, I was going to regular therapy... And trauma therapy, the EMDR and the ETT therapy for probably eight years steady. Um, I'm a completely different person than I was. And I think, at least for me, I, I feel like I'm comfortable with my working knowledge of kind of how the world all fits together. And by the way, I don't think that there's any one truth. I don't think I know anything. I, I know what makes me comfortable in my own skin right now. Maybe may different for other people. That's why people that have different religious beliefs. I, I believe right. that that's just as true as anything is for anybody else. Um, I believe we create our own reality based upon our previous experience. We were talking about that earlier, kind of a, how, our, how the mind creates our reality. The right. brain looks at things and just how it's been trained over the years to recognize things and put things together. That's what it does. That's why, I mean... You know, like when you're a kid and you see a, a shadow, you know, you can sit there and eventually you can make that shadow a freaking monster in the closet. Just just by looking at it, your brain can, can see that. Right. I, you know, or you see a what you think is a deer out of a, the corner of your eyes when you're driving down the road and then you get up on it. And it's, it's something completely else, but the brain is putting together all that information. Oh, that's a deer. I over... Um, I sometimes overly dramatize things um, that, you know, I mean, the uh, the perception thing, you know, sometimes 
I lose sight of what it really is and it builds up in my head. Like like after not hearing from someone for a while and I tend to believe, oh, you know, they're... I don't know, I, I start discounting myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that's all childhood stuff. The fear of abandonment, the fear of rejection, that codependent piece. Oh, I, I know that. I know that very well. Oh, codependency, uh, dude. That... That was a hardcore thing, you know. Um, Mom and I, uh, well, you know the story. You know, it was uh, it was ugly, you know. It was very, very unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah, and even you know, even when I moved up here, you know, it it just it continued, but well, not not on the scale. Holy, holy talk about in recovery as doing a quote geographical well I'm going to move to the other side of the country and things will be different then yeah and wherever wherever you go there you are so yeah I mean that's it's, it's a known thing in recovery that a lot of alcoholics do that well I'm going to move to the other coast and start a new life and things will be different but unfortunately nothing's changed you just you just move locations and so the same I think it was probably a good thing when you moved up there because it took the proximity piece out of it. Um, right. You were able to have some more more autonomy, um, whereas you didn't have any autonomy as a fucking forty year old man. You know. <laughs> hey, I mean, it so was, it was not cool. I remember um, when I <laughs> when I came home. Okay, so I was uh, what. 30, I was like 35, maybe 37 when I had my first tattoo. And I I came home and I, I was still living, well, I was living with the folks temporarily because of the breakup of, you know. Anyway, uh, and so I came home with that tattoo. Uh, no, may, uh, anyway. Um, so anyway, I came home and I wore a sleeveless shirt. I didn't even think about it. I didn't need to hide the tattoo. But your dear old mother, she's like, Daniel, is is that a tattoo? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. It's like, is that, you're going to wipe that off, aren't you? And it's like, no, that's, it's a tattoo. It's, you know, it's like, don't you let your father see that. It's like, are you kidding me? I mean, she was, like, serious and it's like, whoa, this is very unhealthy. That goes back to her childhood shit. That's what we were just talking about. The fact that, the fact that that's how she reacted to that. Right. I mean, she, she was probably 60-some by then. Dude, I was shocked. There's my, collect- uh, my collector from Synchrony. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it it was. Um, synchrony for references on this. Go to the police. The album Synchronicity and listen to this yeah. song. Mother. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the aforementioned uh, mother from Synchronicity, the police. Very dark and disturbing song, and really hard to sing along with.
Okay. All right. Thank you, Sting. I appreciate that. Yeah, they don't get many people uh, in audience participation. Anyway, let's get back to the interview. You ever read the, <laughs> the, the comments of, on that song on YouTube? People are either, they're so terrified of that song, they're like, <laughs> just because it is the most raw, gut-wrenching, and there's a lot of people who can identify to that. Oh, oh yeah. It's terrible. It's scary. Yeah, you, and you will you will send it to me every so once in a while as a, re- as a reminder. Usually on Mother's Day. Among other things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't devour me. Those fucking words are just like, it gives me chills. Yeah. Well, and that, that, uh, that um, thing that we found out there in the uh, hotel at... Um, uh, what you call it? You remember on on vacation? Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was something. Yeah, well, well, I, yeah. <laughs> he knows, and you know. Anyway, I. Well, anyway, her, let, let, her, her way of re- reaching across the the way to to let you know, you know, that she's aware of what she did. She she uh, you know. I, I truly believe on the other side that uh, you're you're somebody. I read somewhere, that, and it really made sense to me that when when you pass, you get to see, you get to relive your life as as it was seen through others' eyes. Oh, really? I've I've I, never heard. Yeah, that. That, so that you, yeah, you it doesn't it doesn't play as like a movie, you know, that you're sitting there watching things that happen to you. It's it's how you interacted with others. Through through their eyes, which is would be a definitely more of a learning experience that way, you know. And and since there is no guilt and shame and all of that garbage on the other side, you know, you get to see you get to see how it, it might have felt to be you and me. And and uh, yeah, I, I I think I think they know that. And you know, Julie and I were talking about this. Just did a difficult relationship with her mom and uh boy there were three things coming came through loud and clear as a message from her just and and i told julie i said you get it she's trying to reach out to you right i mean it was just crazy these three things and and even she goes yeah this is this is crazy and i said how long has it been since since you've been to her grave and she said probably a couple of years after she passed i think on the day that all these three ha- things happened, it was the 20th anniversary of her dying. And I said, oh, hey, wow. I said, where is she buried? And she said, Bremerton. And I said, you need to go see her. And yeah. I, I told her, I, I, I feel like she wants to make amends. She just wants you to know all of that stuff didn't have anything to do about you. Just like the stuff with mom that never had anything to do with us. Right. So that was, that was, that was them. They didn't know. They didn't know how to escape. That's the one thing about recovery is you you can kind of learn a little bit about that so that it doesn't. You talk about laying in bed at night thinking these these repetitive negative thoughts and everything. With a little bit of recovery, you kind of learn to understand that that's just your mind. Don't listen to your mind. For God's sake, it is. You know, it's, well, it's not the most reliable I'm... source of information because it's been fed so much. 
skewed stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, uh, I've come a long way from where, where I was. Oh, you're, you're, you're much different than Dude, you. Dude, I used to ago. toss and turn, man, thinking I couldn't get away from it. You know, and then you oh. kind of showed me a few things about perspective and and a lot of the stuff. And, of course, I've had some uh, therapy as well, and a lot of it has washed out. I, I still need a lot more therapy and, you know. Um, I think I still do. I think there's a lot of stuff that I still need to. The one thing that somebody told me one time that, like like that, you're 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 in bed and you're having these ruminating thoughts about you know I could have done this, I should have done that, or you know you're this or you're that. And the, the piece of information was okay. Now who is it that is observing those thoughts? Once I was able to grasp that, it's kind of like oh yeah, that's I, I'm I'm watching those thoughts being played through my mind. That the the observer that that's. That's you. That's the soul. That's the right. The, the core, of whatever. And you're watching a movie, and the movie is not a real good movie. It's pretty effed up, actually. <laughs> uh, but we're not the movie. No, no, we're not. Um, I <laughs> there's that. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before on the podcast. I may have. I may have told you this already. <laughs> like that old dear old dad. Exactly, but anyway, so one of the you know uh, the the things that parents tell you that stick with you, um, one of those things was uh, when I was first getting into the whole dating thing, uh, and it's one of my first dates ever, and I'm in the mirror, I'm combing my hair, getting ready, and my mother comes up behind me and says, "You're not so great." And, dude, let me tell you, completely destroyed me. And as, as uh, I, I don't remember when that was, but um, through therapy, she would have me uh, reiterate the story every so once in a while. And a lot of time, it, it just lost its power over over time. You know, but it's just one of those things that... That's, that's the power of talk therapy, because you're able to... You repeat that stuff over and over. You're allowed to process right. trauma, whether you realized it or not at the time. That traumatized you, especially coming from your oh, mother, coming dude. from a female, the female, the head female in your life at a time when you're striking out, starting to date, and everything. That couldn't have been more damaging to self-esteem. But that's so you were traumatized then, but you never really talked it out with anybody, especially in a therapeutic session. They can stop you, and and you can talk about it. Everything that I did, all the, the uh, PTSD work that we did it with my, my therapist, either through EMDR or that ETT, it was all about incidents that, that gave me high degrees of stress or anxiety, and then she would take me through them, and we'd work through them. Right. And then, to, then evaluate it again. Where are you on this scale? Where's the stress at? Where are you feeling it in your body? We might go through it again. We might revisit it two or three weeks. But over eight years, that's, I mean, I hardly ever go anymore because she told me, she says, I can't find anything more that, that really right. really brings up anything really heavy in you anymore. Exactly. Hey, uh, real quick, we're going to go to break. Uh, we're going to uh, come back. We'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back to Sloppy Pod. Uh, 
All right, so we're going to wrap up with my brother Terry, but I just wanted to ask him if he has any closing thoughts. Um, yeah, I'll close with, with two things. That, uh, that my, uh, I've been a member of Al-Anon for almost 11 years now. And early on, early on, my sponsor, whenever I would talk to him, whenever I'd call him with, my fucking complicated problems that I thought were so complicated. He would always say two things, and it used to just make me crazy, because he would always say these two things, and one of them was, you're right where you're supposed to be. And the second one was, how are you taking care of yourself? What are you doing good for Terry? And I didn't understand for those early years what that had to do with anything. Why is he telling me this? I... I'm telling you about all these problems, and you're telling me that. What? That's not what I want to hear. That, that I don't know how to use that. But slowly, I came to understand that those two things. Those were the perfect things, and I would. Those are the things that I live by and try to remind myself throughout the day when I run into something that might throw me a little bit. Those are the only two things that really matter. Is that right where I am right now in this moment? Everything is okay. Unless, of course, you're being attacked by a bear or something. But uh, you're right. right where you are on your path in this life, in your recovery, if you're in recovery, in anything, in your spiritual journey. And also, um, what are you doing good for yourself? I know we tend to, those of us that grew up in dysfunctional families, uh. we tend to put ourselves last, that, that we think that uh, uh, to do anything for yourself is selfish. I, I, I yes. ten years in, I still struggle. I still hear my mom's voice saying yep. that itself. She, she was, she was the martyr. But the truth of the matter is that the most emotional, healthy thing that you can do is to take care of yourself, to put your needs ahead of everybody. That way, you can help people because you come from a better place. You're not codependent. You're not all of this crazy making neurotic stuff. Yeah. So take care of yourself. Do something nice to yourself. And over time, try to love yourself. Learn to love yourself because, you know, if you believe in a higher power or God or whatever you want to call it, that that power sees you as nothing more than lovable. So who are we to argue with that? Right. Right? Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, subscribe to that as I do. Um, yeah, okay. So... Um, I uh, I don't think I have anything to add to that. That's uh, I think that puts a pretty good bow on it. So uh, with that, we're going to wrap this up, and uh, we'll talk to you another time. Uh, thanks for coming on, bro. All right, love you, man. All right, love you. Bye. Well, hey there, kid. Welcome back to the 420SF studio. Uh, uh, let's see here. Let's do... It's going to be a combination of just regular uh, stories, uh, hit and miss, and news of the weird. And you, I guess you could try to figure out which one is which. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go ahead rapid fire with this, and then we're going to wrap up. Um, first story... And these are all under the uh, category of <laughs> of uh, 
How's that war on drugs working out for you? All right. So, story number one. Um, a Canadian soldier is facing over a dozen charges after she allegedly uh, served cannabis slaves cupcakes to an art- artillery unit during a live fire training exercise without their consent. Oh, how stupid can you be? Uh, Bombardier uh, Chelsea Cogswell allegedly fed the treats to the uh, the, the artillery unit in July 2018 at an Army combat training facility in New Brunswick. No, my God, please. New Brunswick, Canada, according to court documents obtained by Newsweek. At the time, uh, Cogswell was serving as an uh, army gunner and working with the canteen during an intensive three-week uh, training uh, training combat scenario with the Royal Canadian Artillery School. <coughs> uh, says here she has served in the the uh, forces since 2011, uh, where she allegedly prepared the cupcakes. Uh, yeah, we already said that. Um, let's see. Oh, here, here you go. According to court documents, almost all of the soldiers who ate Cogswell cupcakes experienced a sudden onset of paranoia, fatigue, and confusion. <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, um, and they were unable to properly handle weaponry. You think? Oh, man. Uh, Quote, several affected members were allegedly uh, unable to properly execute safe weapons and explosive handling drills, a military judge's summary of the charges said. Um, Yeah, so, anyway, uh, let's see, let's... uh, yeah, so that's about it for that. Um, I'm going to just go over that real quick. Okay, so that that's story number one. Let me grab a drink real quick. Two. Yes, number two. Um, a prison... Please, again. Uh, a prison officer has been fired after allegedly... Oh, my God, please. With that word... Uh, sneaking uh, in lollipops that have been laced with methamphetamine. Hey, for an inmate. Na- uh, Dana Fisher, 39 years old. A s- and and you would think she'd be smart enough to... Yeah. But no. <clears throat> uh, she's a sergeant at the Richland Correctional Institution. Has been charged with distribution of methamphetamine providing contraband to an inmate and misconduct in office. You think? Uh, Fisher was arrested after allegedly bringing in a, bl- uh, in a bag of blow pops, uh, <clears throat> which included suckers that tasted from, uh, t- I'm sorry, <laughs> not, not tasted, but tested positive for meth <laughs> on May 7th. Uh, they were confiscated. In which, you know, uh, you know, they were, um, I'm sure they were put in the, the evidence locker, but, you know, either that or 
that place got a lot, uh, a lot of stuff done. Um, so yeah, that that was just a quickie. Um, <laughs> story number three. Hey, uh, let's see. A 31-year-old man accused of stealing a bong crashed into a Pierce County home Tuesday after nearly hitting a construction <laughs> a crew a flagger during a high-speed chase with police. The man was a suspect in a robbery that occurred in Up in Smoke. No kidding. I swear that's what it's called. Up in Smoke is right here in Tacoma at 10707 Pacific Avenue. No, I have not been there. <clears throat> Um, I am a clear choice guy. And, uh, yeah. Um, brand, brand loyal. But I haven't been there in a long time because I quit smoking marijuana. Um, yeah. Just because, you know. Anyway, I don't want to go into it right now. Um, he pleaded not guilty Wednesday. Uh, in Pierce County Superior Court uh, to charges of a second-degree robbery, eluding, obstructing, and reckless driving. Uh, let me scroll down here. How are you guys doing? Good? Anybody listen to the, the uh, stories here and picking up a bong and smoking out? Uh, I want to know. Hang on, I get it. Another uh, sip here. Anyway, they said the man, uh, they said a man was looking at bongs at 11.30 a.m. Wow. And stole one valued at $249 before running from the, the running from the store. He, he punched one of the employees who tried to chase him, causing the thief to drop and damaged the bong. Oh, say it and so. He grabbed a piece of... Really? He grabbed a piece of the bong uh, before leaving with a woman in a black Nissan Rogue. Is that... I guess that's all I got. Um, yeah, I didn't copy and paste even more. So, anyway, uh, the long and short of it is he was arrested and charged um... Let's see here. That's some heavy shit, man. <laughs> hey, man. Am I driving okay? I think we're parked, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so up next, we have the Centers, <clears throat> the Centers for Disease Control, also known as the CDC, uh, is warning backyard poultry farmers that their chickens may be linked to a growing salmonella outbreak. Okay. Um, bear with me here. Um, 
The notice of investigation posted Thursday said 163 people are confirmed to have been sickened in 43 states. Uh, While none have died, a third of those sickened were children under five years old. Uh, Let's see here. And I'm 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 <laughs> I'm I'm here debating myself whether or not to uh, <laughs> whether or not to go along with this uh, punchline that I've got. Um, if I do, don't hold it against me. But it's just for uh, just for ironic uh, irony sakes, whatever you want to call it. Um, Anyway, the long and short of it is they're um, they're recommending that uh, adults and or children not to hug or snuggle backyard poultry and don't eat or drink around them. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> what they're essentially saying is stay away from the cock boys and girls <laughs> cock bean rooster okay it's it's a you know it's a yeah um but anyway uh that's about it for that uh let's see let's see what we can find in actual <clears throat> news of the weird uh let's see here <laughs> yes, it is. It absolutely is. Just stay away from the cock, the uh, rooster, and the poultry, and all that stuff. Okay, so um, let's go with this. Okay, this may sound choppy, but you know, I'll, I'll give it my best. Uh, you let your grown son, his girlfriend, and their child move into your home, and what thanks do you get in return? For a 43, for a 43-year-old lone, lone Rock, Wisconsin woman, Happy Mother's Day was expressed with a shock to the neck from a taser wielded by her 22-year-old doofus son, Anders, uh, Andrew Peterson. According to the smoking gun, Peterson became upset on May 9th because he couldn't find his phone so he stunned his mother then left her home with the 20 year old Colleen Parker and their child Uh, Peterson was arrested for the shocking assault Uh, Parker also was arrested for allegedly punching Peterson's mom in the face earlier in the week hey good god almighty um, anyway, so I guess uh, we can put the banjos away. Uh, um, I think I think that's good. I think we're um, I think we're done here. Nothing more to see or hear. And so with that, um, I think I'm gonna take it to the to the house or to the can or whatever, and we're gonna put it. We're going to release it into the atmosphere and hopefully you'll um, take it and enjoy it, digest it, and then poop it out, whatever. Uh, but until we see you, uh, talk to you, 
next week. Um, Y'all have a great week. Uh, Stay on the straight and narrow. Behave. Don't end up like these morons. And uh, we'll see you when we see ya. See ya. Yeah.